Hello and welcome to the Grazia Fashion Podcast, Why I Wear It. <laughs> I am in a sort of who was I before COVID? What was I wearing? And then what did I wear throughout lockdown? And then what do I want to wear now? Who am I now? I'm your host, Laura Antonia Jordan, and I love talking about the thinking behind what we wear. So on this podcast, we do just that. So I've gone for one of my favorite shirts, which is sort of a see-through-y bat wing, I think you call it, shirt with a little top underneath. And it feels really nice. It feels really soft. And I feel very fancy in it. In this episode, I'm talking to Sophie Hagen, the stand-up comedian, podcaster, activist, and author of Happy Fat. And I decided that today was one of these days where enough people will see me that I can afford to spend some of my nice clothing on today because I have this weird feeling that when no one sees me it doesn't matter what I wear. She talks to me about how her childhood in Denmark always makes her feel like she's wearing the wrong thing, the politics of making an effort and who gets permission to do that and why we feel awkward around the F word. What she has to say isn't just interesting but important. I'm so thrilled to welcome Sophie Hagen. Thank you for joining us, Sophie, on Why I Wear It, where we look at the whys rather than the whats of the things we wear. Thank you for having me. You mentioned lockdown and on days when you wouldn't see anybody. How much effort do you feel inclined to make? I mean, less than zero. Less than zero. <laughs> it's like I might as well be dead <laughs> on those days. I'm also interested because you said um, you're quite into black and baggy clothes, but yet they get a bit of a bad rap in your book, <laughs> Happy Fat. What's the difference between the back, the black and baggy clothes you like now and the ones that you felt sort of forced to wear? It's a really good question because it's also taking my cultural background into account, which is being from Denmark, where... I mean, clothing that isn't black doesn't exist, right? It's all oversized black clothing, mainly for thin people, because there's some kind of like humbleness in being thin, but wearing something oversized. It's like a very classic Danish style thing of you have to look like you don't even care. And that's when you look the best. It's a weird thing. And what actually happened was I just had a day where I was walking around at home and I had this oversized black shirt and I just put it on as like a ah, who cares? No one's going to see me anyways. And I just felt so good because it was soft. It was comfortable and it just sort of looked nice. And when I was young, it was all I could get. And it was something I wore in order to hide my body and in order to not be seen by people. Where now I mix up the oversized black clothing with big necklaces, makeup, fancy glasses. And it's something that I'm choosing because it feels good and because I like it and not because I hate myself. <laughs> yeah, you touched on something that um, I wanted to raise from the book, which was basically about the prerogative of thin white people to look like they've made zero effort. And I know that there, I used to find there was a certain bragging rights to looking like I'd just rolled out of bed. Who cares? And it was somehow a bit naff to appear to have made an effort. 
How do you feel about that now? Do you think it's still the same? I mean, I know nothing about what is fashionable or in at the moment, <laughs> but it is certainly a, a I, well, what I do know is that one of the TikTok trends is the more it looks like you're just taking, filming the TikTok whilst you're doing something else, the better. So it's like people take a sip of water before they start talking because it's it's meant to look like, oh, I was just having a drink of water and oh, I just had this thing I wanted to say just randomly. So I feel like it's still there, this idea that trying is feels a bit desperate or uh, vulnerable or something where if you look like you don't really care about anything, then you're cool. And I think that's one of the privileges of being thin that I will never get to experience because if you're fat and you don't make an effort, you just like science has told us that people will respect us less and talk to us less and abuse us less and pay us less and it's just not a luxury that I can afford to do and when I speak to my I do some Instagram live sometimes and when I speak to my followers um, I spoke to them today and there were a lot of people who said oh it doesn't matter what you wear as long as you feel good and I stopped wearing makeup because it doesn't matter as long as I like myself. And all of that is very good and true and great. But that's not something that fat people can always afford to do because we need to look like we're trying. Otherwise, we are purposefully going against what society needs us to be. I couldn't agree more. And actually, I something I feel very strongly about as well is you see pretty privilege, right, coming through when people are talking about oh, natural beauty or women that have had stuff done and wear too much makeup. And actually, there's a lot of people doing a lot of stuff and not owning up to it. it re- I remember asking my friend who, is, who does know about fashion. Uh, and I said, I said to her, oh, I think I'm going to go without makeup from now on. And she said, oh, that's an amazing idea. So what you need to do is uh, you just need to wear like a really soft foundation and then wear a really light. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, oh no, that's the no makeup look. Like, this is how much makeup you, this is how you wear makeup. So you look like you don't wear makeup. And I was like, what's the point of anything? But I do think there's something great about making an effort. And one of the positives I think is that there seems to be an appetite for dressing up again because people are bored of track pants we they served us thank you very much it was wonderful but now there's this slight feeling I think tell me if you disagree Sophie which is that every day is kind of worth showing up for and actually making an effort is a wonderful gesture to yourself but also to the world and there's nothing to be ashamed about in like trying a bit you know it's really interesting because it it has really for me it has it has really raised the question when I dress up, why do I dress up and who do I dress up for? And in the beginning of lockdown, I made a point out of every morning showering, uh, putting on makeup, wearing like some, it wasn't like I wore real clothes. I still wore pajamas, but it was really nice pajamas. And it, I, and I remember thinking this is something I do because that makes me feel like I'm still alive and, you know, I still have a life. And then <laughs> I'll say a good year where I did none of that and just wore the most sort of horrific like washing cloth clothing with stains on it because I just couldn't be bothered. And now 
trying to figure out, can I dress up for just me? Or is there a reason why I only feel like I can dress up when I am seeing people or when they are seeing me? Like, what, like, why is there a voice in my head that says, oh, but it's a waste of perfume, makeup, nice clothing, if it's just me? Because that feels like the opposite of self-love and self-worth. So what do you think, who do you think you dress for? What conclusions have you come to so far? I don't think I have come to any conclusions yet. I'm still in the process of just feeling, you know, trying to, to sort of, Listen to that inner voice that's sometimes very quiet so it can sneakily send you messages without you really noticing. I know that when it's any kind of sort of person I fancy or person I have dated or person that I am dating or anything like that, like romantic, I, I have to wear makeup, which I also don't like because it's, it's a weird thing to, to, it's a weird standard to put yourself to. And like if it's someone you fancy, someone you want to share vulnerable and intimate moments with you wearing makeup shouldn't matter quite the opposite you should feel so comfortable with that person that you don't care and they don't care but I also think that for me the sort of most negative phrases and words that have affected me throughout my life it hasn't been ugly or unattractive as much as it has been lazy or unaware it's not that I'm afraid they'll think I'm ugly it's that I'm afraid they think that I don't do anything. So that's a whole different kind of aspect of this. And right now you're just functioning as like my therapist where I'm just uh, offloading all of my thoughts that have not been put in order yet. <laughs> I have therapy after this. So oh, me too. It's good for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wednesdays are for therapy. <laughs> Um, so tell me, uh, you mentioned, you know, dressing sort of to feel sexy, I guess, is what we're talking about. If you were going on a date or out on the pool, <laughs> whatever, how what would you wear, do you think? I mean, again, you are catching me in a period of me trying to figure out all of this stuff. Because n now we're talking about dating and love and sex and all of that. Gender starts to come into play, right? And my relationship with clothing was a huge part of me realizing I was non-binary. When we then start talking about dating and sex, I then have to think about my gender in relation to whoever I'm on a date with. And I'm unfortunately still in a place where if the person I'm on a date with is a cis man, I will probably wear something quite feminine, like the most feminine clothing I have. So jumpsuit, probably, or something with like low cut. But if it's a non-binary person or a, a woman, a cis woman, trans woman, anything like that, or just anyone who isn't a cis man, I'll probably go more towards the sort of neutral, androgynous, maybe even masculine. And again, this is me dressing for another person than myself, right? Yeah, but we do all do it and people just don't admit it. Um, in Happy Fat, you write, I believe in self-expression. I believe in selfies and looking in the mirror and doing you. What was the last outfit that you wore where you were like, damn, yeah, I'm going to take a selfie of this. It needs to be, <laughs> it needs to be captured. I am currently, uh, I just got a new, I think it's called a bralette. It's sort of like a sports bra, but not 
I don't know the terminology. It's from this s sort of small indie shop called Mulke, M-O-L-K-E. And they're based in Scotland, you know, female owned. It's organic cotton. It's ethical. It's affordable. Like it's this amazing brand. Bras for me have always been the worst. Like I've just gotten used to them. Like it hurts. That's just been the thing. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to wear a bra. It hurts. And that's just what I had to live with. But then now I'm wearing these. It's, I can I can't even feel I have it on, so I just wear that without anything else. So I'm like leggings and this bralette, and then I just go about my business at home. And just every time I stop by a mirror, I'm like, oh yeah, I like this. Almost like a crop top, but it's a bra, but it's not a bra. It's a bralette. So it's, I've taken so many so many selfies of me in my black leggings and my black bralette recently so I'm gonna say today when I would put it on I was like I'm gonna take another selfie of me and my bralette yeah it's funny isn't it underwear buying underwear can be a real nightmare <sighs> and I have this weird combination that's the thing it's not even just size it's also combination so my I can sense by clothing sizes that my <laughs> my breasts should be bigger in proportion to like the width of my chest or like the circumference because you can't get anything in huge circumference, small breasts. <laughs> so it's like, what a way to realize that your body is apparently wrong. <laughs> but we're all told our bodies are somehow wrong. And that's why I, I think your book is so generous. And yes, it's called Happy Fat, but it doesn't really matter what size you are to read it, to know that we all kind of feel those things. And learning to love your body is, I think, a lifelong, well, therapy talk journey. But actually, things like this really help. So thank you, because I think it will mean a lot, particularly to teenage girls who oh, are just so. suddenly learning that they don't have the right body, whatever that means. I just said that underwear shopping is an absolute pain but something that you touch on, well, really explore in your book is how difficult shopping can be when you are a fat person. And I mm. hope you don't. I still feel awkward to say the F word. <laughs> so, no, but that's like my, my kink is then people saying fat whilst they feel awkward. Yeah. Because it makes <laughs> me so happy. You're like, <laughs> oh, I love it. It's like, yeah, go on. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> say it. <laughs> Why do we find it so hard, right? I'd rather tell you like... <laughs> how many sexual partners I've had or what's in or not in my bank account than how much I weigh. It's, it's kind of mad, you know, I'm happy to sit here and tell you, I do therapy three times a week. Don't please ask me what, <laughs> anyway, it's not about me. No, um, but it's, it's about us. Like it's, it's, it's such a valid point. And you're saying what I think most people listening will like, I sometimes if I do um, radio and you know, in advance, they'll ask me, so can I say fat? I'm like, yes, I prefer that, actually. And then they say fat on the radio, and then they get so much abuse on Twitter from people saying, how dare you call her fat to her face? And this, these poor people, I mean, I don't envy you, but that is the, that is the terminology. That's, that's what I am. I'm fat. It's not, a, it's not a bad thing. It's only a bad thing if you think it's a bad thing, and I don't think it is. But, of course... We, we're taught that that's the worst thing you can be and say. So it makes sense. Yeah. And some of the studies you have in the book are shocking about people would rather lose their sight or 
go bankrupt or whatever. Lose a year of their lives, use 10 years of their lives and be bad, yeah. Yeah, and you know, like life is so short and so precious (laughs) and there's so much more to worry about. There's no shortage of things to worry about. So maybe (laughs) just try and remove that one, beating yourself up. But yes, you talk about how difficult it can be to buy clothes and that you would find you there's this sort of obsession with things that must be flattering and I do that in little air quotes <laughs> and you pe- peplums you mentioned which really made me laugh and like butterflies and flowers because you're not allowed to be seen as sexy right or oh I mean if you go, go on to any plus size clothing website and there's not that many and look at um uh nightwear like pajamas it's all Disney and like cutesy sort of cartoonish stuff you can't get like a silk nighty or something like that it just doesn't exist for fat people it's always well you're either a child or a grandmother or you don't exist I'm assuming it's got better since you wrote the book I imagine not hugely but do you find how do you find the experience of shopping now how how comfortable do you feel doing it I think what has bruised me was um, I think up until maybe I was 28 fashion and clothing was a huge stress for me not just because I couldn't find it like I didn't know where to buy it but it was so many experiences of clothing mattering a lot like I'm from Denmark where like once I moved to the UK it felt much more relaxed like you can go around in the UK and see people wearing different things and it's not necessarily something you think about I once in Denmark wore my red coat and I was waiting on a, uh, for a train at a train station. And I looked around, there was so many, there was like 60, 100 people waiting for the train. Every single one of them wore black. So it looked like a shot from a film. I was the only one wearing red. And I felt so different in a bad way. You know, no one was like, oh my God, look at that amazing person in red. It's more like, how dare you not be like the rest of us? So there was a lot more pressure on clothing in Denmark. So it's been a lot of things like me showing up at another kid's birthday party when I was 11 or 12. And I asked my grandmother to like get me some new clothing because I was going to a party. And then she took me into the shop she would buy clothing in. So I got this maxi shirt skirt from like under my boobs to the floor. And then this weird like scarf like there's like gray flowery like basically I dressed like an old woman and I showed up to this (laughs) birthday party where everyone was wearing like jeans and a tank top and I was just like I looked like a a scary child from a horror film so there's just a lot of me always feeling like I'm probably doing the wrong thing with fashion so even now I will look at other people and whatever they're wearing and my automatic thought is oh, I should probably be doing that. And I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to make the decisions. And I don't know, like, so I'll just wear this, which I like, but I'm always expecting someone to say, you've clearly been dressed by your grandmother. You don't know what you're doing. So I think it's like, it's something, I I mean, you're really catching me in a time where I'm like, oh yeah, I need to work on that as well. (laughs) I'm still broken. So when you go on stage, first of all, that sounds like my absolute nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a sort of uniform that you turn to for performing? I have just, a month ago, I did my last performance of my latest show, which due to COVID, 
I ended up having to do from 2018 to 2021, which is a lot longer than I would usually do a show. And in that show, it was the first time I had a sort of costume or like something I would wear for just those shows. And I am never doing that again. Ever. <laughs> the, the idea of having to put on, and it was a jumpsuit. It was a red jumpsuit. Very nice. It was made by my friend Jasmine Lee, who ran, it's now unfortunately closed, but a clothing brand based in Brighton called Plus Equals. Um, so she she created it and it was just gorgeous and beautiful. But sometimes you don't want to wear a jumpsuit and sometimes you want to wear something else. And sometimes you want to wear something that's comfortable. And sometimes the jumpsuit is dirty and then you haven't washed it in time. And you just want to grab a bag and head out the door. You don't want to have to pack anything. But it made sense for this show. And I liked that. I liked that it had a look and, you know, it was relevant to the show. I had jokes about jumpsuits in it and, stuff, and about, you know, it, it all made sense, but never doing that again. Uh, I There's a lot of focus on what you wear on stage, especially if you're not a, a cis man. If I start being too focused on what I wear, that takes away from what actually matters, which is what I'm saying with my mouth and which is the reason I'm doing that and, and not modeling. It's not the only reason I'm not modeling, but it's definitely up there. Well, I think the right outfit in whatever context lets you just live your life, doesn't it? And the wrong outfit mm. just dictates everything because all you're thinking yeah. is wrong outfit, wrong outfit. Yeah. <laughs> too short, too tight, too low, whatever it is. Yeah. And it's, I, I, so the nice thing was that I didn't have to think about it when I went on stage because I'd already, you know, I knew that they could see my, chest tattoo so I'd build into the set to just mention it otherwise people will because if people are distracted like I have to start most of my sets still saying that I'm from Denmark otherwise people will take a lot of time going but what's the accent and if they can see something on my chest but they can't see what it is they might be thinking about you know get distracted by they can't see what it is so if I go on stage and I'm, like, I'm from Denmark there's a hippo on my chest let's go then they can focus a lot more I'm from Denmark. That's a hippo on my chest. Let's go. It's also a great pickup line. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <laughs> the, the three the three most important information you need to know here is I'm from Denmark. There's a hippo on my chest. And I live down the street. Come on. <laughs> um, another thing. So you you said you say in because of the limitations of what was available because you you're clearly a creative, expressive, open person. But the li- the limitations of what's available mean that you write that you've ne- you never found your style. Again, I'm doing the air quotes, which is not very useful for audio. <laughs> I apologise to our producer, Henrietta. <laughs> you never found your style because things weren't an option. Do you think you've found your style? And if so, what what is your style? I don't think I found a st- Well, the thing is, I've been told that I have... I get the comment a lot that people again, air quotes, like my style. And when people say that, I have no idea what they mean because I don't know what it is. So maybe there's something that other people can see that I can't see. I think I am, you know, because I'm also in therapy. I've been in therapy since I was 16. Uh, I have a lot of mental health stuff happening. And a lot of that is to do with me not being present in my body. So it's not just about uh, I don't know what my style is. It's also, do I even know what I feel comfortable in? And recently I've begun to to be certain of certain things. So before I would just 
base I'm going to wear this because intellectually I think that is what I should be wearing. When now I'm trying to actually get in touch with my feelings, be like, what do I actually feel good in? And it's really tricky. I really like leggings. I like the com- comfortableness of leggings. I really, I really like my bralette. I, I do like jumpsuits because it, it's so simple. You don't have to mix anything. And then I go between liking something that is incredibly colorful and expressive and shiny and sequiny and then just liking really just plain black clothes. And I, in my head, those two can't coexist, but I know they should be able to. I think they absolutely can because what we change, what we wear changes so, or certainly what I wear changes so much according to my mood. And sometimes I'm like, look at me, Laura. And sometimes I'm like hiding away, you know, Diana Doe eyes is what I'm trying to do. (laughs) Again, it doesn't translate. You know, it's like it changes. But perhaps an easier question is, who is your style icon? (laughs) (sighs) I would be a fool. If I didn't mention the recent, oh, I don't know if it was the Emmys or the Met Gala or one of those where Nicole Bayer wore this spectacular, and she's a plus size, plus size woman, this spectacular purple, I'm going to say like frilly dress. I, I mean, every single photo of her in that dress was just etched into my brain as like perfection. In terms of style icon, the thing is, it's not ever something I've been aware of because looking at people and what they wear has never done anything for me because it's always been so out of my reach. So now, I mean, there's definitely someone like Kiri Pritchard McLean, who's a comedian. Uh, she's also really into, she has a fashion podcast as well. She's really great. And she wears sequins, everything's sequiny. Boop, boops and sequins is like <laughs> her style and I love it and I love sequins and I think she looks so fabulous and part of me wishes I could wear sequins all the time and I could but then I don't but I think she's she's close to being one of my sort of fashion icons and the the Nicole Bayer dress was the Emmys and it was Christian Siriano and I can see you in that Sophie you can I don't think I can <laughs> I also think anyone whose style is described as boobs and sequins is doing something right. <laughs> to quote when Harry met Sally, I'll have what she's having. <laughs> yeah. um, and the final question that I want to ask everybody is, why do clothes matter? Big picture, clothing doesn't actually matter. I mean, I got that from my mother early doors everything was just why do you want that it doesn't matter as long as you're not naked when you go to school which is a good point I think I would rephrase it as how can clothes matter or why why like when can it matter because I think clothing is so connected to gender and my relationship with my body because it has been something that I have not been allowed to use to find out who I am. So clothing can mean something to people because it is a way to feel free. It can be a way to tell the world something about yourself 
without you having to say it. It's about transforming yourself into the image you see of yourself in your head. Yeah, I don't care about fashion. I don't care about what's the latest blah, blah. And I think clothing can be super oppressive. I am famously very, very, very against school uniforms, and I hate it. That now anything that feels like a confirmation of who I am is massively healing in terms of sort of healing my childhood trauma. So for me, clothing is who I am and who can I become and who do I want to be, which is bigger than just, you know, oh, you shouldn't wear socks and sandals. Like it's it's sort of essential, I'd say. Thank you so much, Sophie. I can't think of a better note to end on and that sums up so much of what this is about. And also, please do feel free to wear socks and sandals with your brother. I know. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I hate. One of my pet peeves are people who have a weird rule for what people can't wear. People are like socks in bed or socks and sandals or whatever. I like black shoes with brown, whatever. I just, it, I can't get along with those people. I don't think we have nothing. We'll have nothing in common. It's like, what, I can't. Why do you care? Like, <laughs> It's like, a, it's let people wear what they want. Yeah, maybe just butt out, right? <laughs> Although just, not going to school naked is a fair enough rule. That is a fair us, enough. Perhaps. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go that as far as to start um, championing. <laughs> like when I say no school uniforms, I'm not saying <laughs> don't wear anything, just to make that absolutely clear. <laughs> no confusion. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sophie. It's been Thank an absolute me. pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks so much to Sophie Hagen, the author of Happy Fat and co-host of the podcast Bad People. Please rate and review Grazia Fashion, Why I Wear It, wherever you get your podcasts.